Welcome to episode 46 of the Adeline Rising podcast. We're your hosts, Saren and Adam. In today's episode, we'll be discussing San Diego Comic Con 2018, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur number 32, Miss Marvel 32, and Marvel Rising Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel number one. Um, unfortunately, Doc is not here um, this episode due to um, some personal issues, so we're going to refrain from discussing uh, Death of the Inhumans and uh, the 50th issue of Miss Marvel um, until we can have Doc back because uh, I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say uh, about those two issues. I have a lot to say, particularly about the Death of the Inhumans, but um, I guess I'm going to leave that for, for when Doc is here. Yeah, it's pretty pretty best. Yes. So. Um so, news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, the biggest bit of news is congratulations to uh, Saladin Ahmed and Christian Ward and the rest of the creative team for Black Bolt for winning the Eisner for Best New Series. Um, you guys totally deserved it. Yep. Yeah, they really did. Especially, I, I love the fact that it um, coincided with um, Christian Ward's daughter's birthday. Yes, I saw that on Twitter. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's just so weird because I remember this time, well, not this time, like, well, yeah, it was roughly this time last year we actually started to talk. We had that interview with Christian Ward. Gosh, and, has it um, been that long already? Yeah, because if you remember, he was, wow. he was like, you know, if he needs to rush off to, you know, basically have his baby, <laughs> right. then, um, then he could. It's just, it's, it's such a weird thought. Like, that much time has gone by. I mean, it must be even weirder for him because he's watching his, his young girl grow up as well. So, but it's so well deserved. So well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations to them. Here's hoping that uh, both of you guys have more Eisners in the future. Um, yeah. You certainly deserve them. And the, and the work that uh, Saladin Ahmed is doing um, with Quicksilver and Exiles is amazing. If you're not reading those series as well as his, um, as well as Abbott, right? With, yeah. Uh, yeah, Abbott was really uh, good. Yeah, if you're not reading any of them, you should be. Um, and I believe Christian Ward is on Thor right now. So if you're not reading Thor, you should be. It's weird because that's the only reason I picked up Thor. That's <laughs> honestly the only reason. It's just like, oh, Christian Ward's on this book. for like. And that's why I picked up Exiles. Yeah. Javier uh, Rodriguez is on it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's kind of weird because I've kind of got into that position now where I'm kind of following creators as opposed to actually following the stories, which is um, it's nice. It's definitely good, but um, it is. It opens you up to new characters. So yeah, that's... I mean, like Matt Rosenberg on like Punisher and stuff is insane. So that's what I've heard. I heard it's really good. Yeah. And then, uh, well, Matt Rosenberg is just amazing anyway. So um, he's on a lot of stuff now too. Yeah, a uh, couple of X Men books, I think, and I don't even Punisher. I don't even remember half the stuff he's on. Punisher, Astonishing X Men. Uh, he did New uh, New Mutants. He did. Uh, that's right. Whatever else, he's he's basically um, like on everything at the moment. So, right. So, um, other news coming out of uh, San Diego Comic Con is we had the Marvel Rising trailer for the um, movie. Ooh, um, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen the trailer? No, no, I didn't realize it oh, came out. It just it just dropped like on Wednesday, and oh. it looks fantastic so what we have um in the the trailer is there are going to be a bunch of shorts um airing on disney xd uh i think the end of august or in september and i'm probably completely off on those dates so guys feel free to correct us um on twitter once you you hear this episode um but uh, basically, there's going to be um, several shorts leading up to the movie, and those shorts involve uh, Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel teaming up to bring in uh, Ghost Spider, 
uh, who, which is now the new name for Spider Gwen. Um, not but not a bad change, I don't think. I don't think so either. The more I, I hear it the, and get used to it, the more I like it. And um, that name change makes me wonder if they're just doing it because there's already so many yeah. characters going by Spider Woman, or either that or they have something planned for Jessica Drew. I don't know. Um, I hope so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the new trailer dropped. It looks fantastic and a lot of fun. Um, the movie, uh, I think is going to air also on Disney or Netflix. It's not going to be in theaters, I don't think. But, um, if you're an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, uh, Chloe Bennett will be, uh, voicing Quake in the movie. And then Dove Cameron, who played Ruby in this past seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is voicing Spider-Gwen. Um, and it just looks fantastic, so I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait to see uh, Dante show up. I hope in the movies because he's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, San Diego Comic Con's actually been pretty um, pretty full of stuff for Marvel fans. I mean, on Wednesday we also had the uh, the news that Jessica Jones was getting her own series. I know we're not. Oh, not uh, getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So we so that dropped on Wednesday, and that's like two issues every month, and then a break for three months. Um, and it seems like Marvel's going in like a, a slightly different direction with how they kind of produce stuff these days. And I think it's actually yes. quite a potentially a good move because yeah, um, they're going digital with some of their comics, which is what Jessica Jones is. They're just going to go, yeah, two issues every month online only, and then they'll do a collected edition. Yeah, because there was. Right. I, 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 I remember seeing a collected edition on Amazon of both um, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, because Luke Cage is also getting a digital book, which was announced, I think, at SDCC. Um, so Another one was, too. I can't... Oh, Iron Fist. Yeah. And Daughters of the Dragon. Any fans of Colleen Wing and Misty Knight? Uh, I know it's not in Humans News, but they're getting it, too. So it's all the Defenders, it looks like. Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's, it's... it's it's good to it's good to see. I mean, I, I actually you know I tweeted Kelly Thompson about it because I was like I'm kind of bummed I can't get it monthly in paper, but I'm still going to try and support the book by getting it in um, trade paper back in November. Right, which, which is actually and- which is actually really good because you can kind of you can catch up with the story, and then you've kind of right. you don't have to wait too long to find out the rest of it. So right. you know I I I, I kind of like the way they're going, but again I'm I'm a bit of a purist where I kind of like the. Right. See, I I'll get my. I love having the paper books in my hand too. But um, there have been times where I can't get to my LCS, but I really want to read a book. So I do have the Marvel Comics app on my iPad, and I um download. I'll download comics. Um, and that's how I read my comics an hour before we start recording <laughs> our yeah our episodes. To, be, to um, be fair, I mean to be fair, I, I say I'm a purist, but I'm gonna sound like a, such a hypocrite now. What I do tend to do <laughs> is no, I yeah, will. You, do it a little bit illegally no no, no i don't no i, I no? buy the book and then i redeem the digital edition inside the book and then i'll read the digital edition oh that works too yeah so um, I, I like having the thing in front of me but i also like reading it having you know without having to ruin the, the paper yeah exactly right so speaking of the defenders uh we also got a um announcement for marvel nice uh 20th anniversary and the cover work for that showed karnak so i guess it's um, safe to say Karnak will be surviving Death of the Inhumans because he'll be showing up in Marvel Knights. Yep, which um, and I'm glad. I think that... Go ahead. I was about to say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Karnak looks like he survives, but 
I know we're not discussing definitely humans today, but <sighs> but here's what I'm thinking too, though. Um, they they've got to have an Inhuman book because Mar- Inhumans was one of the Marvel Knights books. Yep. So I'm thinking it's going to be an uh, uh, an Inhuman uh, comic being announced at some point soon. Um, the other thing I want to say is Fantastic Four. Yep. Van Slot recently went on record to say that. Um, every character who has been a member of the Fantastic Four will be showing up in the Fantastic Four. So I'm going to say that Medusa and Crystal are probably safe for definitely <laughs> humans based on that. Stop breaking my heart. <laughs> probably no, safe. Come on. Probably safe. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold my breath, but I'm gonna cross my fingers because I'll be upset. Although Donnie Cates did say that he does have a soft spot for Crystal, so hopefully that means he's not gonna kill her. I was about to say, to be fair, what was it I said, um, on, on the, like, as Death of the Inhumans was being, uh, announced? I said that I'd oh. quit Marvel Comics if they killed off all the Inhumans. So it looks like I don't have to quit Marvel Comics, so, uh. Here you go. Good news. Yeah. That is good. So, um, this is all speculation and I don't think we're spoiling anything by saying any of that. So I'm just, I'm just right. going with, with, you know. Well, to be fair, we haven't mentioned any of the plot to Death of Inhumans no, anyway, so. That's true. So, I'm um, sorry guys. You'll just, you'll just have to wait till we get Doc for that because we're not discussing this without Doc because <laughs> yeah. I want to know what Doc says. Um, and I feel like, I feel like it's such I a big really, event anyway. So. It is. And I was really upset at the end of the issue, but I really enjoyed the book. Yeah. I did too. So, Donny Cates' star is rising very quickly in Marvel. Yeah, because um, the other the other thing um, I read of Donny Cates was uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. I've heard that's very good, and I, I hear Venom is fantastic. It was it was like the weirdest thing I've ever read, but it was so good. It's like there's baby Thanos in it. It's like what? <laughs> it's, oh. <laughs> that's great. It's, it, it basically like it's it's basically when you ask the question. What if you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler? That's that's pretty much what the question is in that. <laughs> oh, ex- that's interesting. I may have to pick that up. Yeah. Uh, no, is I, it Robbie I, Ray's Ghost Rider? Uh, it's Punisher Cosmic Ghost Rider. So it's uh, oh. Frank Castle. Oh, okay. After he um, after he gets the um, you know the Ghost Rider power from uh, Thor somehow, uh, not Thor, Odin oh. somehow. Oh, well then, okay. That it's, actually kind of makes sense to have Frank it's, Castle it's as the, Punisher, whereas the, the Ghost Rider. Well, Frank Castle, uh, Frank Castle is, is War Machine, was also really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm becoming quite a Punisher fan now, or at least a Frank Castle fan. Yeah, so, there we go. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, launch into some comics, I guess. Um, let's do Moon Girl first. Um. So after a brief, uh, we ha- last time we talked, we had a brief um, don't smoke kids uh, issue and why it's bad for you. Uh, Amy Reader uh, came back to the comic for just that issue, which was awesome. Um, so now we are launching into the um, Princess Fisk plot or the Save Our School. Yeah, Save, um, save Our School part one arc. of five. Yes, yeah, so which... we're in for five issues of this. Um kind of nice how uh, they get five arcs out of it or five issues out of it so it fills up collected edition so nicely um it's, it's, it's funny how that works out isn't it yes <laughs> and, well no because lately i've seen a lot of comics are like you know just one or two issues per arc and and but moon girl staying in that five to six uh, arc yeah issue. that's true actually uh, i picked up um, the mighty four and it was kind of like a weird 
amount of books per issue. Right. So we we start um, after um, some big world-ending events in the last arc with uh, Galactus and and in the in Immortalitis oh. or whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, I can't remember or pronounce correctly. I apologize, Brandon Montclair. Forgive me. Um, our creative team of uh, Brandon Montclair and Natasha Bustos and Tamara Bonvillain and uh, Travis Lantham return to um, back to uh, Lunell's everyday life. We're back at uh, I think it's PS twenty. Yep. Um, and. Uh, we start off the issue with Lunella in class, and she's got to take this big test. And suddenly, um... <laughs> suddenly she turns into uh, into Devil Dinosaur, which is right. Weird. And everyone's like, "She's doing it again." <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's an everyday occurrence. I'm like, Lunella's distracting me, and um, so Lunella's Devil Dinosaur, and she's freaking out to finish this test, and she's got the uh. Her little pencil curled around her tail <laughs> and uh, time's up and then she can't finish the test and she's freaking out as double dinosaur. Um, I think that's, I think that's well. she, she wakes up in the next panel basically. It's like, Oh, it's a nightmare. Oh, I turn right. into devil dinosaur. And it's like, it's yeah. one of those, one of those dreams that I think everybody has had at some point in their life. Right. I, For some people it's the, the no underwear, no pants dream. For me, it's the not dropping my college class in time for the semester to end, and I skipped the class all semester, and I need to take the final. <laughs> yeah, I, I still get those dreams, you know. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, and clearly Lunella is, is turning into double dinosaur and not being able to finish the test. Anxiety dreams, people suck. They do, yeah, and it's 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 kind of a, a really typical moon girl kind of nightmare as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, her parents rush in. She's like, uh, nope, false alarm. I'm not a dinosaur. It was just a dream. <laughs> um, so Lunella and her parents are having breakfast. And, uh, you know, she's she thinks that school's kind of a waste because she's the smartest in school and she really shouldn't be there. And yeah, she's she's kind of she's kind of getting a bit complacent because she's like I just aced the test and it's like and then in gym we'll just be like oh I get pelted with a rubber ball because I'm you know I don't want to be there right it, it's quite a again I think it's something we've all gone through maybe not quite that young but right you know we've all been potentially good at something and just didn't want to do it anymore right so now we um so now uh lunella shows up at school and uh mayor fisk is there now you guys have not been reading daredevil um recently uh i guess back in november uh wilson fisk the kingpin became the mayor of new york city um and uh he's you know the crime boss is a mayor and that's not good yeah so <laughs> So he has now adopted a daughter named Princess, um, and uh, yeah, it's, and, um, such, it's such a weird thing, such right? A weird and thing. so, so he's pulled her out of this Swiss private school, and he's putting her into PS twenty with Lunella, um, and uh, to try and I guess she's using her as an informant so that you know the schools don't. You know, if the schools are not up to his standards, then he's going to close them all down. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like, um, you know, and then Eduardo's like, hey, we've got, we've already got the smartest person in the school here. It's Lunana. Da, da, da. <laughs> Lunana gets proper angry at that as well. 
it's just right. kind of it's the most hilarious few panels and it's like oh princess right right so and princess is telling herself um that she's like daddy says i deserve the best and daddy says that this school has got to do better it's going to close down and um props to (laughs) natasha bustos because in that page you have the teacher with her arms crossed giving like princess this look (laughs) and princess looks so unimpressed (laughs) and artwork is everything yeah um so, here we've got Eduardo, you know, bragging about Lunella and be the smartest there is. And um, Princess is like, now Lunella's got, like, a rival. Um, that's her age. Um, another rival that's her age, because we have Kid Cree before. Um, or is he really a rival, though? Well, I, I, um, I, think, I think that's the thing, is, is it's kind of setting up for something slightly different, I think. Because yeah, I, I don't think Princess is there to be a uh, to to like be on her level she's there to just try and like but, uh, well, I, she's I, the daughter of a crime boss so yeah so I, I think you know if you carry carry on through the issue then they've got kind of like um you know they've got to do this basically new york city de- department of education test um, right which for and some reason that you know the teacher comes around and says oh you know you've you've the whole school needs to average a passing grade which means some people you know do your best other people Try and make We're up for those two. We're expecting you to carry the rest of yeah, the school. Pretty much. That looks at Lunella, which is, you know, kind of a lot of pressure. So they're like, well, they, they all know Lunella's going to get a good grade and hopefully boost up the rest of the school. But I think I think the best thing about it, and I've kind of, I kind of made some notes for this one, considering Doc, Doc usually takes these, uh, right. these duties. But it's kind of like we never actually see what the test is. So it could be like, you know, the equivalent of a university test. Um being given to pre, you know, essentially, uh, pri- well, UK primary school kids. Uh, I don't know what it is in the, uh, the US. Was it like junior school or something like that? No, when they do tests, they usually do it. It's pretty great appropriate. Um, and really, depending on you know how, what they're being graded on, it's it's not necessarily um, in regards to like the writing portion of exams. It's not necessarily your spelling. It's more if you understand the question being asked. I mean, oh, math okay. is math, and it's right and wrong. Like, you know, math is pretty self-explanatory. But for the for the written portions of a lot of the exams, it's more of of comprehending the question and understanding and understanding it and giving the right answer is really how it's kind of graded. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and I only know this because um, it's kind of my job. Um, anyway. Nice. Okay, that's good. Uh, so yeah. basically, um, and you know, I mean, I'm sure there are tests out there that really, you know, do grammar and spelling, but for the most part, any written exam is um, how well you understand the question and, and apply your answer to it. Um, but yeah, so they they take that test, um, and then Lunella goes home. Lunella, sorry, Lunella can't talk tonight. Uh, Lunella goes home and uh, and talks to her parents about the test, and she says, "Oh, I aced it. Oh, that's, that's that's great." And then it, and then it cuts to this really interesting kind of oh yeah like political conversation. And I really like the subtleties in this because it's almost like, you know, it, it's it's kind of for anybody over the age of like, you know, 18 that's like politically aware will we'll understand this conversation. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I, know, I know this book is largely uh, aimed at kids and that kind of stuff, but I just love the fact that, you know, Lunella's dad is like, oh, he wants to improve the public school system for everyone. And then Lunella's mum's like, do you actually believe him? 
And it's like, it's that. Yeah. You know, it's that conversation that I think everybody has had. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it's very, um, it, it almost ties to the current sort of political climate pretty much anywhere in the world oh, at yeah. the moment. And it's, it's I, I really like how that's played in. And yes. I know that young kids aren't necessarily going to get that, but I really appreciate that. Well, what what really what really kind of hits at home is that you know um, even Lunella knows that as a kid because how many kids pay, I think it really shows that little kids pay more attention than you give them credit for. Yeah. And uh, you know even Lunella knows that Fisk is a supervillain, and uh, you know her mom's like, "See, you should listen to the kid." <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, "I should listen to my daughter and not you know." <laughs> Have my yeah. own opinion, uh, yeah. Right. I, I I do. You know, I I already picked up on that because I thought actually, yeah. You know, whilst you know some people might not get it, it it's it's uh, yeah. It was nice yeah. touch, nice touch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then we finally see Devil Dinosaur for real this time. <laughs> right. So um, yeah. So um, he and Lunella are back together after the last arc, so she's got her BFF back. Um, mm-hmm. Lunella's not feeling too good. Uh, and, um, you know, they're out patrolling for, for, uh, trouble because she's a superhero now. So she's going to use her big devil dinosaur to save the day. And as they patrol, Lunel is really tired, but they see lights on in the school. So, um, she has a devil dinosaur, um, lift her up into the school so she can get in through the window. Um, she almost passes out a couple times, but devil dinosaur is there to catch her. Um, she finally gets into school. And what does she see is she sees a princess has broken into the school and is going through the teacher's filing cabinet and is looking for Lunella's file. Um, And uh, Lunella catches her in the act. And uh, but just in time for Lunella to have (laughs) switched brains with double dinosaur. And that's where our issue ends. Dun dun dun. Yeah, and it was it was kind of an odd ending because I kind of because where I made some notes on this, I wondered if it was kind of like it's a cliffhanger. It, I know it's a cliffhanger, but what I mean is like um, I wonder if Fisk is like trying to get details on Luna for you know for Lunella for whatever reason. Um, I think I I got the impression that possibly um, well probably getting the details on not necessarily Fisk but princess is trying to get the details on Lunella probably but I think she's trying to use it to make Lunella not as I have a feeling she's trying to get like sabotage her grades or something well yeah I mean uh, and and yeah I think that's quite probably quite a good a good guess I think I guess I think in more of along the uh yeah you know, other, other comic book lines uh I forget who this book is really aimed at to be honest with you so it's probably not going to be anything Overly complicated, if you know what I mean. I don't mean that to. Yeah. I don't mean that to downplay. You know. Either way, I actually really like the idea of Fisk adopting a daughter and and her being like her Lunella's like nemesis for this um, story arc. I actually, I, I actually kind of want Princess to show up uh, in some other comics. I think that would be interesting. I would like to see what would happen. To, like if Daredevil would be like, "Holy shit, she adopted a kid. She adopted a kid. What, what are we going to do here?" Um, yeah, and, and and this kind of situation is like. Um, you know, it's like, what if the worst person possible adopted a little, you know, eight-year-old kid? It's like, whoa, no, don't do that. That is spoiled rotten and... Yeah. Right? And, and just just kind of, like, open to, like, the worst kind of things. Right. <laughs> oh, dear. So... It's a really good um, issue. It was a really good issue. So, um, 
what I really want to point out, too, is if you are the creative type and you like to color, there is a coloring page at the end of this issue, kind of like how Mockingbird had the paper dolls. Um, <laughs> we have the uh, coloring page at the end of this. Uh, so it's drawn by um, Natasha Bustos. And so you could print that out and color it if you are the coloring type um, or I don't know. I don't have the actual physical issue of this issue. My comic shop sold out of it. Yes, my comic shop sold out of Moon Girl. How awesome is that? Um, That's pretty good, actually. I actually have a feeling <laughs> some of the Daredevil people picked it up because this is, you know, Wilson Fisk's kid. Well, it also so, seems that Marvel seemed to be doing lo- almost lower print runs. Was... Uh, not necessarily lower print runs, but it could be that the, the comic stores are ordering less. Yeah, well, no, because I was, I was thinking about um, kind of like Thanos Rising. Um, I'm trying to think what other books, X Men Red potentially. I can't remember, but you know, there's been a couple of books recently where I've thought, "Wow, okay, that's sold out extraordinarily, extraordinarily quick, quickly." I'm just like, right? You know, it just I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me uh, thinking too much into it, but it it could be. Yeah. Um. So. Um, so that leads us into Miss Marvel 32. Once again, um, we're skipping Miss Marvel 31, which is, was actually the 50th issue of Miss Marvel, um, because we want Doc here to discuss that. Um, because there's a lot in that. Yeah, there's a lot in that book, and it was kind of, it was a really good issue, don't get us wrong. Um, I think we, we just wouldn't do it as much justice as what it deserves, because it was quite a, uh, story-packed issue as well. So right. it's kind of like a revisit to you know everything previous to that issue. So everything from like twenty when was she introduced? Twenty fourteen. Yeah. No. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. So which is yeah four years ago. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yep. Congrats, Miss <sighs> Marvel. Everyone loves you. Yeah. Which is is amazing. Miss Marvel. So. Um, Miss Marvel number 32 starts a new story arc called The Ratio. Um, and we start here, um, with Bruno entering the lab where he, um, you know, reminisces and thinks about how you have to catch up and figure out where you belong, um, after there have been so many changes, um, something we can all relate to. Um, and Kamala shows up. And, uh, they, they chat about the place being a little bit run down because no one's been there. Uh, Kamala mentions the lack of Stark grant money, um, which would be a big reason why the place is run down because when you don't have money to maintain do stuff. Do you want to know an interesting fact about this, this little scene? What? Is I'm, I'm almost certain that the, the Beastron in there is a 3D printer and I've seen the 3D printer. This is sound really nerdy. I'm sorry. Um, but basically there's a floor, floor standing 3D printer that you can buy that prints like a meter by meter by meter. And that is it. And that is your nerd fact. Well, now we have 3D printers that like make houses. So yeah, but I mean that, that one is, <laughs> is, um, I, I saw it at a 3D printing show and it was like, it was able to print a really fine resolution, but up to like a meter big, like a meter oh, cube. Wow. It was pretty, it was really cool, but I feel like right. we just lost every single listener at that point. 
anyway, um, so they're talking, and Bruno is is like, um, you know, I was in Wakanda, and I had access to all this technology, and he's like, you know, we never really did test to see how your powers work, um, and you know, let's do let's do a study to see how that happens. Um, he points out that when Kamala changes size, her clothes change size with her, but when the Hulk hulks out, he rips all his pants. So <laughs> Which why? Is- yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's probably it's probably closer to like Ant Man's ability and the fact that everything around like everything he wears right. changes as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. the hypothesis that she's like like somehow manipulating like pin particles or whatever. So he he does a test in water to see how much water she displaces and and all of that, and um, it has something to do with like electromagnetism. So he's like, you know what, you're sensitive to electricity, so let's put this little doohickey on you um it, it won't paint it just sticks on and then it'll measure your what happens every time you change your size but the little doohickey is also electromagnetic and it puts kamala's powers on the fritz um, or, or did it because or I, did it. we'll talk about it in a minute i'll, uh, I'll let you carry on <laughs> right so um is either that putting it on the fritz or um uh lunella um Kamala coming to the realization that, you know, they, her and Bruno had agreed to just start over from the beginning. And, um, she has a little bit of a panic attack and runs out thinking, you know, what if starting from the beginning, um, has us make the same mistakes all over again, but they're even bigger than the the first time we made them. So that kind of freaks her out too. Um, so, um, Lunella gets really big. She runs to this Kamala. to the top, uh, or Kamala <laughs> runs to the to the roof of the building she's on, and she gets really big, and then she shrinks down really, really small. Not quite Ant Man small, but small enough. Although it does kind of remind me of that scene in Ant Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I haven't so seen Ant Man little... and the Wasp yet, by the way. It's not out oh. in the UK yet, so. Oh, sorry. So I, I'm not going to go any further in than that. But <laughs> well, Ant Man getting small is kind of like. It's kind right. of like his so thing. There's, so there's like... a scene where Scott's in the suit and the suit stops working, so he's the size of a little kid. That's about five years old. And it's funny. <laughs> oh, oh. It's really great. Oh. Sorry, spoilers. So, uh, but the movie's been out like a month now, so sorry, right. guys. It's not out until the 5th of August, dear. Come on. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry I spoiled it, but it was really funny. That's, That's all I'm going to tell fine. you. So, um, they take the little doohickey off and... Uh, Kamala um, regains her normal size. They um, Bruno apologizes. I didn't know. I I didn't realize that would happen. I wouldn't have suggested it. And um, Kamala's like, "No, I'm good. Um, I can murder a pizza though, because every time she uses her powers, she gets really hungry." Um, which is also pointed out. I was just about to say they go and get pizza, and the name of the pizza's restaurant. Yeah, is Mario and Luigi. Oh. And they're in the land of good pizza, so I'm sure their pizza is fantastic. So while they're talking about Kamala's powers and, um, you know, how they work, you know, Bruno's like, well, maybe we should stop. And she's like, no, I want to know. And this uh, scene kind of reminds me of a scene from Fraction's Hawkeye where, um, or is it? No, it's Black Widow. (laughs) There's a scene in Black Widow where um, Black Widow is talking with her lawyer. And in the background, there's this fight going on, and yeah. then you see a guy fall down onto a car. That's kind of what this is reminding me of. So that while they're having this chat, there's a fight going on in the background, and people in cars are flying all over the place. <laughs> and um, while they're talking about her powers and you know what she's sensitive to, um, and you know Lunella or Lunella, Kamala says, um, 
you know, Bruno's like, you're sensitive to electric shock, right? Um, so my, my little doohickey probably screwed up your powers. And Kamala points out that, you know, if that were the case, then every time she used a smartphone, she would, her, she would freak out. Her powers would freak out. Yeah. So, it's so which is, which is where Shocker appears at the window. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like rolling up and, oh dear. Um, yeah. You know, rolling I, up and like, damn, everything's easy in Jersey because there aren't nearly any superheroes here that there are over in New York. <laughs> yeah, these are like the best few panels because it's just like, yeah, Shocker turns yeah. up and, and he, I mean, you know, he's, he's got, I don't actually really know what Shocker's powers are. I assume it's something to do with electricity because the name. Um, I'm not really that into Spider-Man to be honest with you. Um, but I, I assumed it was something to do with him with the reason why Miss Marvel's powers are on the fritz. Yeah, I, I think actually you're probably right. So while Miss Marvel goes, um, and, uh, takes care of the Shocker, Bruno's trying to figure out, um, <laughs> what he, he can, can do, do to help. help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's got a classic Game Boy. Yeah coming out of his bag and all sorts of stuff. A walkie-talkie, a soldering iron, a... Um... Little X-Man ball that shows... Yeah. Those... <laughs> he's, he's also, I've just noticed he's also got a flux capacitor in there from Back to the Future. Now that is a nice reference. Right? Oh dear, that's like all my favourite things just there. Kudos to the artist. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Oh, can I point so... out Miss Marvel doing the Superman thing? Like... Superman? You know where where he kind of like he gets the Superman or out, you know, undoes his chest, undoes his shirt, and it's just like Superman. Oh. And she's doing that kind of reveal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was really nice. Yes, yeah, nice, nice little touch. Um, so you've got um, you've got Shocker being like, man, should have come to the side of the river years ago. New York is lousy with crime fighters um, in funny shorts. Uh, <laughs> you guys act like you've never even seen a super villain, and then. Um, you have this great panel where Shocker and Kamala are kind of just staring each other down. And she's like, wait a minute. I've seen your face somewhere. You're that minor league supervillain who used to give Spider-Man so many headaches. Yeah. <laughs> and he That's gets the really best offended line. by That's that. That's the best line. Oh. Yeah. And then um, Shocker knows who she is. And uh, he tries to uh, take her on, but she just kind of picks him up. And then she shrinks in size yep. again. Which again, it, it it makes me think that it's Shocker being around that's the reason why, you know, she her powers are a bit weird. Yeah, that's that's actually a really good hypothesis. So she's itty bitty and Shocker loses sight of her and she goes, I am invincible in New Jersey <laughs> <laughs> It's just Meanwhile, such a good panel. It's just such right? a good panel. Like, I am invincible in New Jersey. Um, so uh, Bruno pulls out this little sphere that has an X on it. So clearly it's an X-Men reference. Yeah. And it looks like it's a little Professor X. Holographic Professor X shows up. and um, This is the like first a year class. science module. Right. It's great. Oh, dear. And um, <laughs> there's this great scene where um, Bruno's talking to this thing. And he's like, you're not helpful at all. Um, flashes back to uh, Kamala. And she's itty bitty so she's trying to you know get herself up on the curb and um you know shocker is like just wreaking havoc um and she's all upset because um her powers have become this um anonymous thing that she can't control and it controls her instead of her controlling them and the shocker is winning um so 
Bruno's walking out, uh, still talking to this little Professor X sphere. And he's like, uh, you just need to shut down. So he goes away. Um, Bruno finds a little teeny tiny Miss Marvel, um, who's about the size of his shoelace. So he picks her up. And uh, then it leaves off with uh, Bruno with Miss Marvel and his uh, hands. And they're about to face down the shocker. Yep. And that's which where it ends. To be continued, which um, dun, dun. it's kind of nice to just have. Well, I, I, it's not just a superhero, supervillain story again, is it? It's it's kind of. I, I think this is ultimately going to be the you know how Miss Marvel's powers work, how they kind of you know come to be, and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But it's nice to see you know just the end of it being kind of like you know, hey, a supervillain turns up, hey, they're going to fight, yay. Um, right. Because I, I mean, as you know, don't get me wrong. I've really enjoyed Miss Marvel up to now. Um, but I think it's kind of nice to have a slight change of pace potentially. Yes. Um, and and yeah, again, <laughs> as always, art is great. Um, the writing is great. G. Willow Wilson is is one of the best things Marvel has yeah. you know, access to at the moment. She's she's a fantastic writer. Although she is yes. doing, she's on Wonder Woman. Uh, yes, after November. And I think that's going to be amazing. I think she'll she'll still be at Marvel too, though. So yeah, well, she's, she's taking um, on another comic. She's and also I think Dark um, Horse. Kelly Sue DeConnick is taking on Aquaman. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, so G. Willow Wilson is also writing a book with um, Christian, Christian Ward, Ward um, which looks like to be. Real. I'm definitely going to pick that one up. Um, I'm, I'm considering getting Wonder Woman, which for anybody that knows me. Um, in fact, it's it's one of my defining things at work that I say I, I don't get DC. I don't I don't buy DC, and the reason I don't buy DC is because I've never really felt like a, you know, like a you know a, what's the word, an attraction to many of the characters. Right. But now I see like G Willow Wilson on uh, Wonder Woman. I think actually that might be one to pick up because I would love her to write Jessica Drew and Jessica Cruz. I mean, one's DC and one's Marvel, <laughs> but I would like to see her write both of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that. Jessica Cruz is the only DC character I read on a regular basis, so I would like her. I have no idea who that is. She's one of the Green Lanterns, and she's oh, okay. awesome. Um, yeah, I, like so, Miss Marvel... I haven't read any DC, but I'm super super glad that she's, you know, reaching out, writing more characters. Yes. Such a good writer. Yes. Um, so, um, and I think this is also going to do something with... Um, Going back to that, you know, making the same mistakes twice, um, you don't want to do that. So I would like to see how her relationship with Bruno, because they were on a rough patch for a while. Um, yeah, I think that's also going to feed into it because I, I think I think it's going to she's going to come to a realization where she she learned she's learned from that mistake. Um, yes, you know, and it's going to come come around and actually be she'll she'll learn a good lesson, and that's that's what I really love right. about. Moon Girl and Miss Marvel. It's there's always like a a life lesson in them, and, mm-hmm. and it's, which is why uh, which is very similar to how Spider Man was, I think. But yeah, yeah, I think I don't know. I just like Moon Girl and Miss Marvel a lot better. Yeah, I, I definitely um, do. Yeah, not that I don't love Pete, but yeah. So speaking of uh, Miss Marvel, we follow her over into um, Marvel Rising, Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel um, number one. This one is actually not only written by Devin Grayson, but it's also written by Ryan North and G. Willow Wilson as well. Um, this is actually a two-in-one um, issue. Yep. So it was an expensive book at five ninety nine. Um, 
but uh, we got two really good back-to-back stories out of it. Um, so what's funny is that you could tell the parts that Ryan North wrote because, um, in Squirrel Girl, there are little footnotes at the bottom of the page. <laughs> so pay attention while you're reading this, because if you didn't catch those footnotes at first, they're very easy to miss because you get all engrossed in the story, but there are some pretty fun, fun comments in there. I will say that the art, um, we had, uh, the artist Irene, uh, Sterchulski, I apologize if I've, uh, who's yeah, the artist I'm, of Squirrel I'm, I'm Girl and Roland Fox. For Miss Marvel. Um, and then Rochelle Rosenberg was on colors and Clayton Cowles was on letters. Um, so this book looks absolutely amazing. And um, it actually looks pretty uh, true to what we're going to be getting in the animated series and, I, and, and the movie that's coming out this fall. Um, I'm really stoked for Marvel Rising, you guys. The comics have been really great. Yep. And the uh, trailer was fantastic. So uh, definitely go and hunt those two things down because... Um, you're missing out. It's just yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, and what I, I really—I'm just going to say this as as a woman that seeing a um, TV show coming out, um, as well as a comic where uh, the majority of the characters are women rather than being mostly boys with um, like a token female thrown in, um, makes me really happy because so far it's looking like um, the girls are outnumbering the guys, and I think that's just really good for any of the kids that'll be watching. Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, that's just me. Well, no, I mean because I think um, you know there's there's a lot of hype around Doctor Who at the moment as well. And yes. one of the things that um, Jodie Whittaker has said about being the Doctor is that people need to realise that you can look up to both a woman and a man, regardless of whether you are a male or female, or you know, right? Growing up, and I I think that's actually. At least when I think about it, being you know, growing up being a um, a male, kind of I've always been told, "Oh, look up to you know, like Superman and Batman and, and Iron Man and, and all that sort of stuff." And I think you know, Phase One Marvel had that problem where it had one female superhero, really. Right. Um, well, that's what's funny too is as 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 a female comics fan, and and you know, my family has learned to realize that i'm a big nerd um some of them have, have come to me and them? they go um <laughs> yeah uh i didn't really start embracing my nerdy side until um college i kind of like stamped down on it before then um and i've really embraced the nerd within the last 10 years or so but i don't really talk about it with my family because and here's why um because as a girl my family go, and I, I really relate to the female superheroes because I too am a woman. So they're the ones that I relate to. And my family thinks that that's weird that, you know, my favorite character is spider woman. And they're like, well, why not spider man? I'm like, because I relate to the female more because I am also a woman. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm like, but I get spider man. I do, but, but that's the thing is that, when I actually look at my um, my my shelf, it's either teams or like just recently I've been getting like um, you know, well just this year Spider Women, uh, Spider Woman, Spider Women, Spider Gwen, Silk, um, mostly down to you and yeah, uh, Black Widow. Um, oh Christ, who else? I don't know. You Captain know. Mark- Captain Marvel, that's a big one. Like, like that is that is quite a big one because there was an awful lot of books that I dropped last year due to the fact just like money issues and stuff. Um, and Captain, the mighty Captain Marvel was one of them. And I, re- I I picked up all the trades recently, and I'm actually like, why the hell did I drop this? <laughs> because it is such a good book. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's why I'm really stoked for Marvel Rising. Um, so in the previous issue, um, you know, we met our, our, our villain Ember, who isn't quite a villain yet, but she's definitely going down the wrong road. She's definitely lost. Um, and then we had the team up that everyone's been wanting between Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel that was way, way overdue. So um, this issue opens up <laughs> with uh, Kamala meeting um, Doreen's uh, superhero friends. Now, at this point, <laughs> they don't know that um, they don't know. They're pretty sure of each other's identity, but they haven't confirmed it with each other yet. So Miss Marvel's like, I'm pretty sure this is uh, that Doreen is Squirrel Girl because we're at Doreen's apartment and there are all these um, super villains here. And so we've got Chipmunk Hunk, Koi <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Brain Drain. <laughs> and the interaction between Brain Drain and Kamala is probably one of my favorite panels in comics. <laughs> 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 where, where's the drain? Where's the drain part for the rhyme? Yes, it represents my belief that in a, even in a chaotic world such as ours, there is room for some slight frivolity. <laughs> I am fun at parties. <laughs> the problem is, is I know someone just like that. I think we all do. <laughs> oh dear! And then the running gag throughout this whole issue is um, Kamala being able to turn into a truck. Can she do it? <laughs> Um, cause Chipmunk Hunk clearly has a huge crush, um, or a superhero crush on, um, Kamala, and he's totally awkward with her, and Koi Boy is just Koi Boy. Uh, I'm not familiar with him, I have not been reading Squirrel Girl, and I'm regretting it, so now I have to go out back yeah, and buy I, I, I think I said this to I think I said this to you before recording, I was like, I need to go and buy all the books now. <laughs> oh dear, such, such a good book. Yes. So, um, so they're discussing, um, the new bad guy and how her, um, powers work. Um, so they get into all this weird techno babble. Um, and Kamala is, you know, she's, she's good with computers, but some of the, she's like, am I the only one who isn't a computer scientist? And Brain Drain, um, pops in going, I am not a scientist, but I am studying computer science. And, Kamala's just like yeah, over it. Great. She's like that's that's really not what I meant, but she's like terrific. So they're they're thinking, um, God, I can't even translate it. I need Doc. But basically, they're wondering if how her powers work. Like, if, it, and they're thinking it's basically based on portals and. Um, yeah. So so like if it is. Um, oh, this is your job. Go ahead. So it's it's kind of like you know if well it's not my job. Uh, <laughs> You'll understand it more than I will, so go explain. It it sounds like what they're trying to suggest is whether they can like rip the computer game char- characters out of the the game through like portals and stuff, and the fact that they behave like they do in games and stuff is, you know, is if is that related to the how a power works? And it's just so yeah, it is kind of over a little bit over my head. Um, I just design right. stuff for a living, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so basically, um, so, uh, and they, they go talk to it. They think it's, um, you know, because when they, when they defeat the things, they just kind of disintegrate. Uh, Doreen thinks it's that the portal is coming back to take them wherever it came from. Um, so Kamal's like, so what? So we just ask for like 
if there's a zoo that's missing an ape. So basically they're saying that they, that it's like combining stuff that does exist and then um, combining it. Kind of, yeah, that's that's kind of what I got from it is whether whether it's just like stuff being ripped out of portals and that sort of stuff, or whether it is like real things being combined with game things to come together for right, you know, to be some sort of hybrid. I think that's what's said, isn't it? Um, right. And she suggests that it's just a trick. Uh, right. It's, yeah. So it's it's I don't know, guys. If you can explain it to us better, please uh, feel free to comment to us on Twitter at Adeline Rising One. Yeah, because we are not computer scientists. No. Anyway, so um, there's a scene where they're all leaving, and um, you know, Doreen <laughs> almost lets let, she goes, "I'm going to be late for my class," and it shows this cute little um, panel where um, you know it shows these arises uh, uh, that show these little boxes, and Kamala is a picture of Kamala says, "Unaware of my secret identity, heard me say late for class. Is about to be very aware that I teach the class that was attacked unless I do something right now." So, um, so girl, girl is like making, um, she's like, so she's like, uh, my class of criminals that I keep an eye on, um, and I group them into classes so I can prioritize who needs the most attention. And, and Kamala's like, okay, that's cool. I'll take that excuse. And then Kamala's like, um, I'm late for an actual class. actual class. And then it goes to the same thing where it shows a picture of, <laughs> um, Squirrel Girl and it goes unaware of my identity. Uh, heard me say late for actual class. Is about to be very aware I attend the class that was attacked unless I do something right now. Wait, no, I'm clearly high school age, so it makes sense that she'd think I have all sorts of non-suspicious classes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Kamala rolls with that excuse and says normal classes in high school, which I attend because I'm a teenager. And Dorian is like, perfect, I'll walk you out. And um, we get more chipmunks, hunks, crush on Kamala. She's so awesome. Yes. Uh, so I, I could just imagine that situation, just being like, yeah, in real life. Right. So um, we're going back to class, and um, Squirrel Girl, or Doreen now, is going on about, um, you know, uh, you know, planning for errors in your programming. And she drops a little bit of uh, wisdom onto everyone. Um, so, so she's saying that, you know, um, you want to make room... Um, you know, for the error so that uh, if something messes up, your computer can attempt to fix the error. And then um, she's like, there's a poetry here I hope you can see when we have someone to catch us when we fail. Well, that gives us the space we need to try new things where we're not sure to talk about. And that's the try catch block in a nutshell, which basically means, you know, keep your friends around because that's what they're there for to help you when you fall and help you try new things and to get you back on your feet. Also, also the fact that at the bottom, there's lots of comments about why are you making so many nut reference. Like traffic was nuts, and in a nutshell, um, after class, which looks like a really long class, uh, Doreen tries to talk to Ember, um, you know, about what happened with those boys, um, and Ember gets really defensive, and she's like, "Well, stay out of my business," um, and she starts texting the King of Pwn, uh, who seems to be Ember's only person supporting her um but she has never actually met the king of pwn in about, real life i was about to say it kind of it kind of gets a bit weird in this issue like um and, and you know it's gonna sound it's, it's almost to the level of like he's like whoever he she whoever it is is grooming her and it's getting to that level and it just kind of makes starts making it a little bit more awkward right 
So. And I think Ember, um, and we'll see that later as we continue the issue. So uh, we see Ember um, donning her super villain outfit and becoming emulator. Um, and she's talking to King Opone and they're like, look, we're going to increase your powers. Um, I need you to break in and catch this thing. It's in this box. This is where you're going to find it. Blah, blah, blah. So Ember goes ahead and breaks in and um, gets it out of the crate with her uh, hammer from... Donkey Kong or yeah, whatever it looks like it's from. Donkey Kong, yeah. And she uh, finds Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel are there to intercept her. Yep. Excuse me. And from there, um, you can see that uh, Doreen, Doreen is having an epiphany, and it shows this really great page where um, there's like a, it's like a yearbook page with all the pic- class pictures of the kids and Doreen's like student notes, and um, they're really good. You guys need to read them. Um, I just, I just noticed that I, I didn't read them before I. Uh... Oh, they're great. Yeah. So like one of them is like you know, um, definitely we'll eat the last piece of pizza with no regrets. We'll also eat the first piece of pizza with no regrets, and um, it's one hundred percent the reason why I don't bring pizza to class. Um, so then, um, it, this is where she finds that where it clicks with um, Squirrel Girl that Ember is emulator yeah and it's the villain and um they really want to help her um and she's like not accepting their help so you know why you guys don't leave me alone why do you keep following me you're creeps and um you know uh a fight ensues a fight ensues and uh she gets in a little mario kart and (laughs) makes her escape um kamala and biggins and there's a little cool note about the Chekhov's gun here down at the bottom, so you should yeah. really read that. Yeah, it's like, can, can you transform into a truck? No, I can't. It's got a fixed act. I, you know, I can't turn into a truck. <laughs> Ind- independently break off pieces. Right. So, <laughs> it's, so yeah. Kamala in Biggins, and then Squirrel Girl, um, she, Squirrel Girl uses that <laughs> to try and catch uh, the cart. Um, and uh, a portal appears, and all of a sudden we have one of the big mechs from one of the, uh, from some video game or another. Um, and they're like, oh no. So, um, and then Biggie and Kamala tries to fight the mech, uh, takes Squirrel Girl by the tail, flings <laughs> her in through the mech, um, and Squirrel Girl runs up to the, to the control center and it's on autopilot mode. So, um, Emulator has escaped. Um, and, uh, you know, just when Kamala, Squirrel Girl's like, well, hey, now we have a mech that we can control, um, it disappears <laughs> and Squirrel yeah. falls. Um, so they realize who each other is. Um, yeah, they, they, they finally kind of say. Complain with each other, yeah. Yeah. And Kamala, yeah. So, um, so then, uh, they're talking about cleaning up, uh, after their fight because they made a mess of the place. And, um, uh, this is where uh, Scrogo makes a call to another uh, Marvel Rising team member, America Chavez, who is experienced with portals, so they want her expertise on this. Um, and America's familiar with and has met uh, Miss Marvel, but she's not met Kamala, so, you know, she eats nuts and kicks bucks, and America Chavez is like, count me in, um, I'll meet you here. I, I, I thought that was quite a nice touch, actually, because it's like, yes. it's like you, you're finally seeing like the team come together. Yes. Especially considering it's, it's basically a two-in-one in which, right. you know, we, we basically get the next issue straight away. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, that was a really good issue. If that was just spot on its own, it would have been great. Yeah, um, it's but, just really fun. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
So that's where this issue leaves off, and we jump right into the next issue. Um, it also it ends on a panel where um, we see America in some weird dimension kicking alien ass. Um, it says, sure, I'll help. So it goes to the next issue. I was going to say, just to, just to comment on that panel, it, it kind of reminded me of um, Moon Girl-esque. Um, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like how it was drawn, picture, colored, uh, all that yeah, kind of I stuff. I think it's the same artist for Squirrel Girl. Oh, okay. So, I, I think that's Irene and Squirrel Girl's got really good art. So if you're if you haven't watched Squirrel Girl, you should be. Um, yeah, I'm so gonna, I'm gonna go by the trades, I think. Yes. So the second issue um, starts off. We have Ember sitting on top of a building with a chocobo that is clearly ripped off from Final Fantasy. However, in the Marvel universe, it's called Complete Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> complete Fantasy Thirty Six. It's like it's, yeah, yeah, and it's um, a complete Final thing- Fantasy ripoff. It's, it's clearly a chocobo. Yeah. They call it a chocobo, but it's a chocobo. Okay. So I'm going to refer to it as a chocobo. Anyway. <laughs> I've never played Final Fantasy. I haven't either, but I know what a chocobo oh, okay. is. And I want one. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, so um, we switched artists. It looks like we've got uh, Miss Marvel's artist now. Uh, and um, so it picks up and we've got, um, you know, Miss Marvel trying to convince Ember that she's there to help. She wants to help her. Uh, I don't want to hurt you. And um, Kamala gets attacked by a chicken. Um, you know, why is it always birds? And so um, Kamala is trying to control the chocobo from running everyone over. Um, and we see this kid walking campus going, hey, I'm here for the tour. And people are running the opposite direction going, save yourself. It's awful. And, yep, and he turns around and he sees um, Kamala with the chicken. And he's like, um, I've got this, and it turns out that the kid is Inferno, um, the Inhuman Inferno. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Inhuman Pyro. How can we not love Inferno? And I like the um, joke later on in here that his name is a pun, because it is a pun, because his name is Dante, and he's Inferno. And I will never get sick of that little pun. Thank you, Charles Soule. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss him. I miss Charles Soule. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So, I love how they... Um, you know that they're still keeping it in the main Marvel universe, so they're they're honoring that the, the two of them um, work together on Secret Warriors. So that um, history from Matt Rosenberg's run has carried over into this story, which is great. Um, so we've got um, Inferno and Miss Marvel teaming up to kick the butt of a chocobo, and it's not going all that well. And then they're starting, and then Kamala figures out that um, these these you know video game things that are coming to life. Are um, need to be defeated like how they are in the video game. So, yeah. in the case of the chocobo, if it gets wet in water, it'll it'll take extra damage. Basically, know, take extra damage. Yeah. So, um, you know, Kamala's like, I play a lot of video games. Uh, that's a riding rooster from Complete Fantasy Thirty Six, and it takes extra damage per second in water. Um, and he was like, Well, why don't you just let me barbecue it? And she tells Dante that you know you can't beat everything just by burning the crap out of it. Um. So then uh, Emulator shows up again, and um, Kamala fills Dante in on what's going on. Um, she still wants them to leave her alone, and um, this is where uh, they all figure out that um, Ember is an inhuman like her and, and Dante. So now um, Kamala really wants to help her because she knows what it's like to get hit by that carriage bomb and yeah. not know what will just happen to you. Um and Dante's like, she always is rude. So, um, Ember makes her escape, 
uh, Dante gets attacked by Kamala's or um, Dorian's squirrels. And he's like, get him off, get him off. And quite frankly, I cannot blame him because that's terrifying and it makes my skin crawl. Mm. And yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah. he comes along um, and uh, calls the squirrels off of poor Dante and he introduces himself to Doreen. And um, so, you know, they talk about how, like, you know, that the campus is half destroyed and um, I just wanted to try and talk to her. I thought I could get through to her that way. And Doreen, never to be unperturbed because she's ever the optimist, says maybe we can still uh, we can still help her. You guys follow her, but try not to scare her. Uh, I'll be right behind you with a friend. So Doreen goes to get um, America and Dante and uh, Kamala go deal with a dragon from Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I mean, this is basically... Um uh what was what what did they call it in this game in this in this ge- uh, game uh the comic even uh God. um sky um, sky scrolls they called it in this sky scrolls yes and it's like uh, so it's obviously right. obvious early elder scrolls so we have a page here that comes up and um you know uh the king of pwn is starting to to be really hard on ember going you're you're screwing up you've got to do better than this and she and and ember's tired and she doesn't want to do it um, and she's like, you know what? I'm too far in now. I can't stop. So I, I just gotta, I gotta keep going to keep the one friend I have left who is this internet person that is telling her to do the wrong things. And again, I think that's, you know, it's, it ties in more with the whole almost like grooming thing. Uh, right. and it makes, it just makes it really awkward for me. Cause I'm just like, Ugh. right. Well, if we remember the first issue, aim had gotten a hold of who she was and they're like, well, that's the one we want. Cause she's got the powers we need. So they're kind of. Yeah. She's isolated and lonely because she moves around all the time. So that's why they thought that she would be a good recruit. Um, so uh, we have uh, Dante and Kamala teaming up against the dragon. And they're getting their butts kicked. <laughs> yeah, Dante gets uh-huh. his butt kicked by a lamppost. Yes, he does. Oh, poor Dante. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that one scene once he hits the lamppost. And then like the next three, uh, next three um, like bit of a page. Um Miss Marvel's like, do I get to tell you I told you so? You do not. Do you need some milk and cookies in a timeout? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just such right. a best, best. Panel but then um, Kamala winds up getting, you know, her butt handed to her too, and then you know Dante realizes how to to beat um, the dragon, and she goes, "Why didn't you say something before?" Um, and he just wanted to see Kamala explain stuff with her explaining face. Um, <laughs> And plus, neither of them have electrical power, so it doesn't matter. They can't really defeat the dragon. Yeah. Uh, Flash, uh, then, um, while Kamala and uh, Kamala and Dante fight the dragon, Ember is breaking into one of the science labs to get one of the things from an ultrasonic focusing machine? Imaging machine? Uh, Ultrasonic imaging machine, yeah. It's like a, yeah. I, I assumed it was like an MRI thing, but I have no idea, really. Or huge microscope i don't know how once again science nerds please explain to us how these things work yeah please Um, please please make us clever yes so um of course the the dragon fight crashes over into the lab and destroys the building that ember is in uh they still work on destroying the dragon and out of nowhere uh the dragon takes a huge hit that is not from either Kamala or Dante and America being the badass that she is makes an entrance um, and kicks the dragon's yep. butt yep. and then she 
promptly tells off Dante and Kamala saying, you guys are being, you know, are looking, are not handling this smartly. Um, and I, uh, I, I found that a little bit harsh, but then again, apparently it's this not. This is America Chavez though. Yeah. I was about to say, it's not uh, out of it's, her character really. It's, it's really not. It's harsh. She's going to call it like it is. And she's not, there's nothing gentle about America Chavez. She's going to tell it like she calls it, and if it's not the nicest way, well, too bad. And that's yeah. why I love her. And it, so yeah, It's like the one thing where it says, uh, that one panel where she's like, I get on that we're all thinking on our feet here, but you guys, uh, let, uh, guys let half a college campus get destroyed to arrive at she's inhuman and game logic. It's, it's right. like, you know. Yeah. And the squirrels attack Dante again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like and- him. I don't think they like him at all. <laughs> um, so they tell, they fill uh, America in with what's going on that, um, you know, she's maybe an inhuman, although um, Kamal thinks she's 100% human. We know she is. Um, and uh, so, um, you know, and, and Kamala gets back at, at America going, well, you weren't here. You didn't see how bad it was. Um, maybe not, but clearly. And then uh, Doreen tries to keep the peace here. And, um, they hear some clanking sounds coming down from uh, the hallway. So uh, Kamala goes down the hallway and it's like, Hey, um, you know, we can work this out. And uh, the other three are like, no, there's something back there. And they know it's more than one. And Kamala's like, Oh crap. And we've got zombies. Which yeah, is a, is a nice place to end it. I thought. Um, Yep. It's definitely interesting. (laughs) Yep. And when it comes to zombies, I think Inferno's powers are what you want because he can just burn the crap out of them and make them ash. Um, yep. So, so that's where it ends. It was a lot of fun, guys. Um, it's, it's a long issue, as you can tell by our review. It's, it's a double issue. Yeah. It's a long issue. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Just an enjoyable read. It, it, you need to be, if you're not reading Marvel Rising, you need to be because it's a great cast. So we've got four of the team up already. We've got uh, so we've got Miss Marvel, America, Dante, and Squirrel Girl, two Inhumans, and whatever Squirrel Girl and uh, America are, and however they got their powers, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, and then I think we're still waiting on Captain Marvel and Spider Gwen to make an appearance. And so, uh, Quake, I Spider- assume. And Quake. So I'm sure um, with uh, I think Quake will probably show up in the next one. Um, I feel like. Um, we're going to get uh, Captain Marvel in because of uh, Kamala and her working with um, America. Yep. So, because they were, because um, Kamala, uh, Carol and America were on the Ultimates together. Yep. So, um, how they get brought in will be really, really interesting. I can't wait for the next issue um, of this. So, well done, team. Um, you've totally got me stoked for the movie. I can't wait. I am, like, all over that. Yeah, it's it's genuinely a really fun read. Um, I enjoyed it. Although, although remember, guys, that this issue was called um, Marvel Rising, uh, Squirrel Girl, and Miss Marvel. The next issue is going to be Marvel Rising, Miss Marvel, and Squirrel Girl. And they're all number one issues, so I'm yeah. not quite sure what the what the. Well, I guess I'm going to assume that the next issue is going to be a double issue like this one. So we had Marvel Rising Alpha. Yep. So first we had Marvel Rising Zero, then we had Marvel Rising Alpha, then we have this one, which wound up being two issues, and then we have... So Marvel Rising Marvel- Alpha was Chapter 1, Marvel Rising uh, Squirrel Girl and Mr. Marvel was Chapter 2. But there was also Marvel Rising Zero before Marvel Rising Alpha. Yeah, apparently that wasn't, that was just a, uh, like a primer. Oh, okay. So yeah, so Marvel, Marvel Rising Alpha is, is Chapter 1, 
Marvel Rising Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel is chapter two. Marvel Rising Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl is chapter three, and then Marvel Rising Omega is chapter four. Got it. So, yeah, I mean, it is it is a bit weird how Marvel have done it and how they've set it up because it just feels like it's a bit. Yeah, why couldn't they have just done it? Marvel Rising one, two, three, four. I don't know. But... Yeah, I don't know either. But um, and it's going to make it harder to find them when you go to Marvel Unlimited or or try to buy the comic in the online store or something. So yeah, it's it, yeah. But but that's my only that's my only gripe about it though because otherwise it's been one hundred percent enjoyable. Um, definitely read it if you're not. Yeah, I think my only gripe with it is it's a bit. Uh, and how do I put this politely? It's it's a bit conversation heavy in the first part of this book. Oh, I like if that. I'm, if I'm brutally, I, I I like it, but I don't like it at the same time. It's got to kind of have some. I, I when you can explain what you did in those books in probably a page less, then that's when I kind of question it a little bit. Not saying that the you know I love the book. Don't get me wrong, but it was just kind of a bit speaky heavy. Oh, see, I didn't mind that at all. I liked it. Um, and I, I like those little bit of character expositions. Those are some of my favorite moments in comics. Those little, like, kind of like slice of life pieces. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah I, I, um, I get that, and I like that. But, yeah, I just, I, I kind of, I get a bit bored of having to read a lot, to be honest with you. Because um, at the moment I'm reading, and, you know, slight change of topic, I'm reading Annihilation at the moment. And... Um, you know what gets me more than like lots of conversation is when that lots of conversation is written written in a really awful font. Oh yeah, um, I can get that. So if fonts you ever, that are hard to read are not good. Yeah, if you ever read Annihilation, like the first, basically Drax the Destroyer one to four has like a scroll. Um, I think they're called Blood Brothers and Drax himself, and it's just like they're just in like the really weird font where there's like dots everywhere and a little like hyphen where there shouldn't be hyphens it's just like oh come on guys right yeah so so yeah i get that slight deviation but yeah um hopefully the next time guys uh we'll have doc and we'll discuss death of the inhumans because we have a lot to say on that yep um and and uh hopefully we'll go through miss marvel 50 uh yeah miss marvel 50 um if possible because i know doc wanted to talk about that quite a lot Yes. So, so um, but anyway, that's all we've got for today. And thanks for listening. Like I said, hit us up um, on Twitter at Adelaide Rising One. Um, always willing to have a chat. And you can always email us at the show at Um And or if you want, um, you can get me at my my Twitter, which is at Ham Sandwich Woman without the I in Sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and I'm at Adam Eastman. Which, uh, yeah, I, I retweet stuff from the Atlanta Rising podcast Twitter all the time, so you can probably find me quite very easily. Um, and you can find Doc at Inhumans Forever on Tumblr. Yep, yeah, or um, I, I have set it up so the Twitter kind of um, re- uh, posts everything that he posts. So um, you can get hit to him through the Twitter if you need to. Excellent. Um, Until so, then. Uh, one more thing, just before I go. Um, so we are kind of like uh, we we kind of like in a bit of a group called the collective on Twitter, um, which is kind of made up of us, um, the trying to think who else is in it now, uh, into the night podcast, cloak and lunatics podcast, just as a, as a load of us. But cloak and the cloak and lunatics podcast is um, going to have Kelly Thompson on. Oh, which um, if you if you haven't ever checked them out before, then go and check them out because I think. 
I want to go and talk to Kelly Thompson because she's awesome. Yeah, because so they're going to be recording that the day that this episode goes out. I can't tell you what time because I've forgotten. But if you want to hit uh, send them some questions, then go to Twitter and type in Cloaks and Lunatics and you'll find their Twitter profile and then be able to find where you need to send the questions for Kelly Thompson because she's awesome. She is awesome. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.